the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here in John chapter 13, we're given a new commandment. But what is so new about it, especially when it references the old? Glad you asked. We'll talk about that next, here on Truth For Today. Old Truths Couched in a New Commandment. Hi there. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. We're continuing our survey of John. We have one more look at chapter 13 before we move into chapter 14 the rest of the week. This new commandment that Jesus gives his disciples, what is so new about it? Well, that's our focus today. Please join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. He said there's a new measure for our love. He used to say, love your neighbor as yourself. He switched it. Don't love them as yourself. Love them even as I have loved you. Let me ask you a question. How has God loved you? How, wait, do you ever just sit down and uh, I had to do this this morning. I hadn't really thought about it. I thought, uh, if someone asked me, well, uh, you say Jesus loves you. How? And uh, I thought you'd ask that, so I wrote them down. I, I, uh, I wrote things like this. Number one, he sought me out. I would have never known him, but he wanted to know me. Whoever takes the initiative impresses me. How did you get to know God? Well, I looked him up. No, I didn't. He, he looked me up. He told them, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And, and I've seen a whole lot of believers I've never chosen. I'll look at the notes. Um, God's people aren't always the nicest people in the world. That's even after God's been working on them. They're not, not easy. A lot of cantankerous saints. It's a shame. He came to where I was. I didn't go up to the throne and bring him down. He came down to the pit to bring me up. Uh, when he found me, he did the washing, but I didn't know the cleanser would be his own life's blood. I didn't know it was that expensive. For me to be clean, he had to die. He actually bought me and redeemed me. Uh, he bore the complete wrath of God against me. And Isaiah said it this way. You, Jesus, were wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities. And the beating or the chastisement, the judgment that brought me peace, you bore. He reconciled me to God. And then it says, I've loved you like the fathers loved me. And I got to thinking about that. 
But Jesus, you had to be easy to love. You did everything the Father said. You were perfect without sin. When you start loving me, I'm full of sin, full of weakness, full of failings. It's totally different. God loves something perfect. You're willing to love me just like your father loved you. He says that in chapter 15. Now you're going to love something imperfect. Big difference. And he said, I'll tell you how I'll do it. I'll seek you. I'll serve you. I'll sacrifice for you. I'll forgive you. Uh, I'll prefer you over myself. And I'll make you my own forever. The measure of how I'm to love you is like Christ loved me. Have you ever seen believers that struggle to forgive? Just can't forgive her. Uh, uh, I call them the touchy saints sometimes. Always touchy. Always getting hurt. Uh, touchy, touchy. You know, they had those two people in the Philippian churches. Odious and soon touchy. <laughs> chapter 4. Uh, always being offended by something. Church not friendly enough. Didn't do I had one of our elders tell me about a Bible study he has. And... The person, don't even go to church anymore, but came to the study and started telling the group, you don't love like you ought to. You don't love me like you should. And you do, 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 do. And love as I have loved you. Take the initiative. Serve. Stoop. Humble yourself. And when you're dealing with fellow sinners who go to the body of Christ, <clears throat> you'll have to forgive a lot, forbear a lot, bear a lot. Because, see, God puts you in a family of sinners just like you. And there's some days you can't hardly stand you. But you want us to stand you. Love people in the body of Christ, believers. This isn't saying love the world this way. If it doesn't start with us, it's not going to go out to the world. The light that shines furthest shines brightest at home. I can't stand my wife and I hate my kids, but let me tell you about Jesus. He, he, love, he could save you. you wait, wait, you can't stand your wife, hate your kids, yeah, yeah, I can't stand people, but I love Jesus with all my heart. No, you don't. You're a liar, according to 1 John. You can't know the Son and not love his children. Love as I have loved. That's the new measurement. And I, uh, I think it's a risky thing uh, I think much of the Christianity I grew up with in my early days, uh, the groups I was with, always measured your uh, relationship with God by what you didn't do. You know, we used to quote the little line, I don't smoke, I don't chew, and I don't go with girls that do. <laughs> well, good, good, good. At least your teeth are clean. <laughs> but it was, you don't do this, you don't do that. And you don't do this, and you don't do that. Wait, I'm going to ask you, what's the one thing you started doing? 
And he said, if you know me, you start loving my children. You start loving my family. You start loving one another. Have you ever heard of a church split? Do you think that was in the will of God? Fuss and fight over so many things. We've got to contend for this spirit of loving. Because one of the great dangers the Ephesian church fell in, and it's a tough balance. It's not easy what I'm going to say. He said to them, you hate the teachings of the Nicolaitans, which thing I also hate. But your problem is not what you hate, it's you've quit loving me as your first love. And uh, I went to uh, some wonderful schools, but I, I, uh, I wound up going to a school in this area that were uh, non-ecumenical, would not support Billy Graham. They just disagreed with the way he did it. And I think on many of the issues, they were right. Uh, they were separatist Baptists, strict Baptists, God's people, wonderful people, but strict. Uh, don't want to have any part of this. And they, they always had a list of who you couldn't be with, what you couldn't support. And then I went to a seminary that was stricter than them. It was a Bob Jones of the West Coast. I didn't know that. Strict, strict, strict. And don't do this. Can't do that. And in their battle and quest for truth as they saw it. And for uh, uh, issues that many of them I feel they were right on. In the middle of it they became known as scrappers, critical, uh, non-attractive. Because they were known for what they were against and never known for what they were for. There are some folks that don't like John MacArthur. You know why? You don't have to guess where he's at. And in a day of fluff, fluff, and I think I have an opinion, he gets up, boom, that's what it says. Well, you could have said it with more love. Truth doesn't need love. It just needs to be said. Truth in love. Put the truth before the love. Ephesians 4. Don't tell me a lie in the name of love. You don't love me, honey, when you're lying to me. Love tells the truth. It's too deep for some of you. That's okay. I want the truth. Don't lie to me in the name of love. Tell me the truth. And so... People will hear him say, where's the love? What's the love say? Where's the truth? And we're in a day when we fight error, when we want to defend ourselves against falsehood and bad doctrines and bad teachings and God knows everything's blowing through the church now and some of you don't have enough discernment to know what's right and what's wrong. Well, leaders don't have that luxury. We got to stand up. What is the truth? Declare it with conviction. Preach the word without apology. But in that, the battle is while you're telling the truth, be loving the people. Be loving. That balance is a, a tough balance because you can go either way. I'm so loving, I won't ever address hard issues. I won't ever tell what the, I won't ever practice church discipline because we're too loving. You're more loving than God. God practices it. God put it in his word. Don't tell me you love as much as God. You're a coward to do his word. His word before your sentimentality. 
I ain't afraid of him. I'm preaching. I'm not afraid. Uh -uh. I feel as bold as a lion when I'm telling you the truth. Because truth is enough for a boat. Truth is true. I didn't start a local church to be a politician and get along with every person who attends. I said, I want to get along with God, and I want to preach this Bible. And if you show it in the Bible, I'm going to preach it. And even if they throw me out and we close up, so be it. I went down preaching the truth. It's on God. It's on God. So, the measurement is Christ. I'll say two things. We don't have time to develop them. Two things required to do the new commandment is the new birth. 1 John 4, 7 through 11. He said, unless you've been born of God, you can't love like God loves. So we know the new commandment requires a new birth because it's not in man to love. And uh, we just, we have to have a new nature. God's got to do a work in our heart because we're self-centered and for me by nature, but a part of the new nature and the new birth that has is it makes us love those in the family. I'd say the fourth thing, and I don't have time to develop it, is it requires a new power. The men in the room didn't have the power to obey the command, so they had to wait in the upper room until the Spirit came. And so you see Galatians 5, Walk in the Spirit, and the first thing we'll see is you will love, have joy, have peace. We are Spirit-animated people, Spirit-empowered people, and the first obvious evidence of that power ought to be the way we love. The way we love. Not what gift we have, not all the power we claim. You need the power of God to love people, because they're not lovely all the time. They're not lovely all the time. Even your kids. That's what Deborah was saying. I need the love of God just to love my kids. Well, you need the Spirit of God, according to Ephesians, just to love your wife. And she could be the best woman in town. But the problem's not with her. The problem's with you. He didn't say she did anything to fail. He said, you need the Spirit-filled life just to love your wife like Christ loves the church. You could smooch on her and tell her to fix you a meal, but you haven't loved her like Christ yet. Any pagan likes to kiss. Are you willing to stoop? Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to sacrifice? That's all right. Go ahead. Go Presbyterian. Be quiet. I don't care. Uh, amens get weak on it because you're under conviction. Verse 35 by this, all men will know that you are my disciples because you will be Baptist. Oh, you gotta, you'll be Presbyterian at least. Pentecostal. Oh, I don't know that they know God. Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. Did he say you look for labels? Who will you love? And he said, I'm going to give the world a credential to evaluate every Christian fellowship. And it will be the credential of an observable love. If they can't find that, they have no right to call us Christians. That's what Jesus said. Look, by this, all men would know that you are my disciples 
If you have love for one another. Now, wait a minute. Aren't unsaved men blind? Aren't unsaved men not moved by the gospel? Absolutely. They, they can't see truth. They don't know if you're a Calvinist or an Arminian. They care less. They don't know if you're a pre-trib, post-trib, or mixed-up trib. They don't know what your position is. He said, I'm going to tell you, world, judge my people. And the first thing you look for is not where they are theologically, and that's what you look for a church for. You know what? I've been with some churches that cut it straight that I don't want to attend. They're as cold as a refrigerator, and they're dead right. And I don't want to be in a cemetery. I want to be where I can sense like I'm being loved. I want to be loved. Now, some of you don't. Because you got all your needs met. Just give me a sermon. And my biggest criteria is get me out on time. Francis, Francis Schaeffer wrote a book. The Church Before the Watching World. And he had a chapter called The Marks of a Christian. And he said, two things a watching world must see in the church. One is an observable love. And two, an observable purity. That if we don't take doctrine and theology serious, we will go into liberalism, deny the deity of Christ, the inspiration of scriptures, and they must see that we are contenders for the truth. We will not sell out truth. We must see purity in the church. And that's why they must see discipline. But they must see an observable love. They don't need the Holy Spirit to see this. They don't even need to own a Bible. They just come and say, what makes you guys act this way with one another? Say, you act a little weird. You say, you mean we act like we love each other? Yeah, I'm not used to that. I'll give you a few illustrations. I've told the story before about an Edwin who works as a teamster, works with some rough men, some rough places, and gets around some very rough circumstances. I remember one time he came, whatever context it was, I greeted him, I think I hugged him, and at first, in the hug, he kind of was a little reserved, kind of like Mark, you know, and, uh, but we're chilling him out, and, and so he just kind of, he, he was a little, and he just kind of, wait, 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 pastor, wait. I said, wait, what, what's going on? He said, you got to let me transition. I've been with whoremongers, Druggies, pornographers, thieves, and guys that want to beat me up any day on the dock. That's just the environment. And want my job. And then I come and I see you and you put a hug on me. I'm not quite ready to receive that. I've been defending myself all day. I've been surviving among alligators all day. And now you want to love me. You want to hug me? There's a difference. See, when I come here, nobody wants to hurt me. When I come here, I'm accepted. When I come here, I feel loved. There's nothing like that all week on the job. I had a single woman tell me one time. She said, I find it a delight to go to your church. Nobody's trying to hit on me. I said, what, honey? She said, nobody's trying to hit on me. I, uh, you go out, and so some churches I've been to, they try to do that, and uh, of course, if I was out at a singles bar, I mean, it's a one-night stand. Everybody's, I, I come here, I, I, and she said, I just feel safe. 
I feel safe. And uh, I told her, you are. Tell the elders if anybody tries to hit on you, and we will hit on them. <laughs> We're here to protect. I mean it. If you're a womanizer in this flock, we're going to find you out and we're going to kick you out unless you repent. You cannot be hitting on our women without us putting up a protest. When I'm having these surgeries, Grant, you know, my bodyguard in the first service. That's why no one shakes hands with me. They're afraid of him. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, every two or three days, come by the house. Want to empty the trash. Uh, want to take my trash containers to the curb. He knew the day the garbage men came. He'd come down. He said, I want to take those out and put them at the curb. And uh, he came so much because he's trying to move in. <laughs> and he said, enough, Grant, enough. See, he's stoical by makeup. He just thinks, cerebral. But he said, I can show you, my love. I can sacrifice I can stoop. I can serve. One of our finest deacons. He'll do anything it takes in this church to make it happen. Anything. Nothing too dirty. Nothing too bad. I'll do it. Don't wait for him to hug you. It's going to be a long wait, honey. But he'll stoop. I think we've got a sister down here. Been dealing with sickness. Dealing with a difficult assignment at this time. And I just was out in the foyer in the first service and Catherine was there. She starts telling me all about my sister and said, boy, all the sisters are trying to help me. We want to bring meals. We want to call. We want to do this and we want to do that. And the gal talking to me is a survivor of breast cancer that's barely survived, lost her breast, fought cancer for years, She's out in the first service. She'll be out there serving your coffee, setting up, putting the donuts out, and trying to help somebody and telling you how wonderful the God that came and rescued her, even with cancer, is. We have no right not to be showing each other love. No right. It doesn't matter what your color, your social status, your gender. This ought to be the safest place in town where you feel the love of God. We would serve. We would help. We, yesterday in our elders meeting and then the deacons, uh, a report was given to us of all the agape money being distributed so far this year. And what was our total? So far, we've given up 42000 and we're not bragging, but at least our people have had a place to go when they couldn't pay the rent, when they couldn't pay the utilities, when they couldn't buy the food. At least you people, you helped them. You helped them. We don't budget the agape fund. People just put it in there because they want to help. Let me ask you a question. Are you good advertisement for Jesus? Can they see the love of God coming through you? It costs to be with people. I wouldn't dare want to say, I feel in a slump, and I actually thought I could feel the love of God if I get with you. My cure for being in slumps has never been 
to judge you on whether you're loving me. It should always come back. Are you loving them? God hasn't commanded you to be loved. He's commanded you to love. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call, 855 833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855-833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.